Good morning. You're listening to Real Life, Real People Radio on this Sunday morning. What a great day to be alive. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Today, I have a very special guest, and she's going to come and share a little bit about how she keeps her hope alive. We're talking this month about hope. And we know it's hard right now. A lot of people are going through a lot of things. There's been a lot of reasons to feel hopelessness and not have that hope. But we can have our hope through Jesus Christ. He is our living hope. And so how do we find this hope? We're human, and things happen. We deal with issues and problems, and things come our way. But how can we keep our hope alive is what we're going to talk about today. So I'd like to invite you to sit back and relax, grab your favorite cup of coffee, grab hold of your Bibles, but most importantly, grab hold of Jesus and he will bring the Bible to life for you. Let me lead us in a word of prayer and we'll get started with our interview. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for today. We're just praising you for who you are and what you're doing in all of our lives and Thank you that you are our anchor of hope. You're our living hope. And we know that we have a hope and a future when we trust you. So Lord, help us today to cling to you, to know that there is hope. And we thank you for this hope. We love you and we praise you, Lord. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. There is always hope. And hope has a name. And his name is Jesus. And the next guest that I want to introduce you to, her name is Sarah Wilkerson. And the first time I met her, I saw Jesus in her. I saw that living hope that we're talking about. And I wondered, wow, how, why does she have such hope all the time? And she's so full of joy. And so I wanted to bring her in here to introduce you to her and have her share. She's only 18 years old, but man, she is so mature that I I really, the first time I met her, thought she was in her 20s. That's still so young, but she is 18. So how are you doing? You're so young and just vivacious and full of joy and full of hope. How do you have your hope, Sarah? Well, that is such a loaded question. I know. But thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, I'd say, I mean, the easy answer is you say Jesus. You know, Jesus is our hope, and that is so true, and that is so... That's something I stand upon for sure. But getting to that point has not always been something that was easy for me. Um, I, like I, I was kind of sharing with you earlier, but um, I have always turned to people who are good and that are, a lot of them have been older than me. I always turn to people who are like in their 20s or like when I was like 14, they were like 20 and older just because they were always mature and I wanted that because I right. always wanted to seem older. Yes. And so it's funny when you thought I was older. Um, but I found good people and I found good people in the church. Mm-hmm. And most kids who went through things that I went through would have kind of strayed away from Jesus and... Um, just kind of live their own lives. But that's one thing that I have been so thankful and grateful that God just put in my heart to just want to run after Him. And um, all the people that I went to were just strong believers and they held me accountable, held me accountable to ask me hard questions when I was struggling in my faith and struggling just during the day, just they'd see my mood kind of just be like, oh, that's not happy Sarah. That's not joyful Sarah. What's going on? And that's what I needed. And I needed those people. And obviously the word, just reading and praying and 
I love worship. I love music ministry. I love um, just singing songs of praise to Jesus. Mm -hmm. And there's this song that says, um, I hope I never get tired of just telling you that you're worthy. Mm -hmm. And that is something I just, I always just sing. And and when I pray, I pray that because I never want to get tired of telling Jesus that he's good. Well, when I first met you, you were doing worship. You were singing. You were being the worship leader at a group that I was attending. And I was like, wow, she just has that spirit in her. She is full of the Holy Spirit, and I can just see, like I said, Jesus in you, and, and it's in your worship. So those songs are, are a time when you can sing and, and be still and just think about how much you love Jesus, right? So right. give us, tell us, you know, when you're singing to Him, what goes through your mind and how do you worship? Yeah. Um, so when I first started doing worship ministry in eighth grade, um, that's where my heart for it started. And one of my mentors in that just told me, like, I, I'd always be scared to pray in front of people or sing songs and things like that. I get super nervous. But she just said, simply, it's you're just talking to Jesus. Yes. And you are singing to him. And she reminded me that he's been so good in every season, in every area of my life that why is it why is it hard for me to just tell him that he's worthy and that he's good? And so that just convicted me as she said that. And mm-hmm. so now when I worship, I, I close my eyes and I just say, mm-hmm. thank you. And that is what worship is to me. And that's what real worship is to me. And that's what I, I don't do any, I don't do anything for performance. I don't do anything for others. I mean, I want to bring, I want, you know, I want Jesus to come in the room and like, people to encounter Jesus. And if he's going to do that through me, that is amazing. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want. But I, it's for an audience of one. And that's right. Jesus. Oh, I can't believe you said that. Cause I've been thinking about that lately is Jesus is our audience of one. Mm-hmm. And we want to seek to please other people and yeah. care what they think. And not that that's not important to want to help people, but we just really need to strive Mm -hmm. for pleasing and worshiping Jesus, our audience of one. I so agree with that. Because when we get to the point of when we're worried about everyone else and what we're all doing, you're losing sight of who he is and what he's called us Mm -hmm. to do. Yeah, because I know I've been in room before where I want to worship more as far as like just putting my arms up and Mm -hmm. just being free to worship. But I worry, oh, what are they going to think? You know, certain environments Mm -hmm. maybe. And, you know, Jesus says true worshipers worship in spirit and truth. truth. And that's John 4, 23. Mm -hmm. And so what does that mean to you? What what do you feel like Jesus is telling us there? Spirit and truth. Man, Jesus, he's just, he's in the room. And yes. when you when you think about that, to me, like that verse just, when you think about how he's in there, when you're worshiping, like you can be free in that. You can, mm-hmm. you can just, there's so much truth in who he is and that he speaks to you during that. And sometimes it's that just small, still voice mm-hmm. in your heart, you know, mm-hmm. that just makes you just like, wow, you're here, you're, mm-hmm. you know. And, and you get the chills. And you get the chills, yeah, exactly. And you just I, know. I love the chills. Or sometimes I think it's like nerves, but to me, when I get like kind of shaky, I mm-hmm. feel like this Jesus like, hey, I'm here. Yeah, I've got you. Exactly. You know? it, and so that's what I think of like when I'm worshiping in spirit and in truth is the real raw worship mm-hmm. and just the thankfulness and the gratitude towards who right. he is. And not worrying what other people think, but mm-hmm. just really what Jesus is yeah. thinking. Because he is right there and yeah. he's always with us. He never leaves us or forsakes us. Going to look like, and I think that's what how he wants us to worship is just mm-hmm. knowing that 
we can be free in him. That's right. Totally, totally. Well, so you represent the younger generation. You said you're 18. And I know that you work right now um, with the youth group. You're actually interning here at First Baptist Mount Vernon. So tell us a little bit about what you're doing and and your calling, because I know God has called you to this. So tell us a little bit about it. Of course. So um, I love everything I'm doing right now. People say I'm so busy because I literally have like five jobs or all the things, mm-hmm. but um, I lead worship at the gathering on Sunday mornings, and I love worship, and I love mm-hmm. that, and so that's been exactly what I want to do, but it, with the youth here at First Baptist in Mount Vernon, um, I'm the girls' youth minister, like intern, and so I am planning all the events with the girls and just reaching out and knowing they have someone in their corner, and that that's me, and I, I want to be there for them. I want to grow with them. I want to read and pray with them. I want to do all the things that they need in this time like it's through seventh through twelfth grade and so for me that was a big year where I needed someone yes definitely someone was here Mm -hmm. for me and so that's what I want to be for them and that's what I get to do is just um love on them and plan all the events and do all the things oh wow how awesome and how many girls do you think you're right now are coming to their youth right now that you're ministering to right so y'all have a good group yeah right we do we definitely have a good group it's hard to get a number because we're just now starting back to oh, school right right here but there's a big group of seventh and eighth grade girls mm-hmm. um i'd say at least like 25 for just that group wow alone and then you have the good like the ninth and 10th and 11th 12th graders and there's a really solid group there too so it's just it varies really and what do those age group of students want right now like how can we reach them you know we as adults and as parents at times are like you know i i don't know exactly really how to reach them like what do they need what would you say the biggest need is right now i think the biggest need is to know that someone loves them and we're talking about hope to know that there's hope and uh, you know older generations and adults they've lived longer than Mm -hmm. we have you know and so they have so much experience that we don't and it's i think it's a beautiful thing when you see when that when that gap is like it's um what was i guess what is the word like when you bridge the gap yes yes stand in the gap yeah yeah and so when you can serve together and you can just Mm -hmm. know and there's mentors there oh i love that because Mm -hmm. that's a big thing is having a mentor and having someone just there that you know is strong in their faith and that they can see you love you hold you accountable Mm -hmm. and give you the joy that you might not have and pray with you when you have no words and i just think that's something that's big in our generation right now is knowing that there's people there for you yes and we as the older generation want y'all to know that we are there for them i think sometimes there's just how do we get together you know how do we do that mentoring how do we find those people and connect Mm -hmm. you know and I think there's a need for that and I I see that growing even more and more Mm -hmm. as there's more coming into the church and and you know the churches want the younger generation to come and and stay and I found that y'all want to ask a lot of questions very very much so do you find that they want answers to, to questions, yes. and I think that's good. A lot of yeah. conversation and dialogue. Right. And I think, you know, like right now, I think it's hard for them to ask questions, but there's so many. And so it's getting to that point of breaking down the wall and mm-hmm. being vulnerable, and I think that's a big thing that 
people kind of push away from because it is hard to be vulnerable, but it's also a special thing because you don't know who needs to hear what you have to say or your story. Mm-hmm. And that's a that's another big thing is telling your stories because that breaks down so many walls and there might be something that you go through that I might not know, but that might reach me and touch me in ways. And so that's right. another special way to kind of bridge that gap. Oh, that is great. So tell me your story. Yes. What is your story? How did you grow to... Be so in love with Jesus. Yeah. Like, tell me your story. So, um, growing up, I had a, I guess, a harder home life that was very difficult, um, struggling with types of um, emotional, physical, you know, abuse and things like that. Um, but, like I said, in eighth grade is when it became real to me, um, when I found that I can't do this alone, I can't walk this life alone. Um, that I needed someone because people fail, you know, mm-hmm. you know, even the closest friends, you know, oh, yes. they're not always there. And so the one person who is and will always be there is Jesus. And that was something that I was sitting down in a service one night and I was just praying and I was like, God just broke me. And I was just like, God, break my heart for what breaks yours. And it was, that was just a prayer that I was like, okay, God, I hear you. And he did. He really did. And he was like, you need me. You need to stop running and you need to run to me instead of running away. And so um, through that, I still struggled because I, I still lived at home and I really did have a hard time with being happy and being joyful. And and it was like a show that I would mm-hmm. put on, you know, like it'd be like, oh, let me be happy for this person. Mm-hmm. But then inside I struggled with Um, thoughts of suicide and I struggled with depression and Mm -hmm. a lot of anxiety but um, like I said I found people I found people who helped pull me out and because they had the love of Jesus in them that I saw and that is what I drew to and that was a special thing that I guess Jesus always put in my heart is to find those people who had him you know and um, so I had my youth pastor uh, he would have conversations with my mom like two hours just to get me to get get to church and that was special and that's another thing is that's what I'm saying is you need those people who know that you know you know that they care and that they love you enough to do that and so that spoke so much volume to me just as a a youth like a young you know a young kid um just knowing there's someone there and so through that um they mentored me um my adult friends even friends who are my age they pushed me they pushed mm-hmm. me my faith and our biggest thing at that youth group was growing together you know i love that alone. growing together yeah you yeah. grow together because always yeah mm-hmm. who wants to walk this life alone mm-hmm. no one mm-hmm. and um so growing up, uh, I was eighth grade, ninth grade. Now I'm in high school, you know, doing all the things, and I'm serving in my church. I'm doing all, you know, what you think is mm-hmm. a great thing. Um, but at home, it was like I'd go home, and then I was really hard on myself because I thought, well, oh, I'm not changing. It's all my fault, you know, mm-hmm. and all things. But there's so much grace in who He is, and yes. that was what I was constantly reminded. You know, just remember my worth. Remember who 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 He says I am. And if it's okay, I have a passage of scripture that I always um, lean to. Oh, please, and, yes, I love scripture. Yes, and so Psalms one thirty nine, Oh Lord, You have examined my heart and know everything about me. You know when I sit down or stand up, and You know my thoughts even when I'm far away. You see me when I travel and when I rest at home. You know everything I do. You know what I am going to say even before I say it, Lord. You go before me and you follow me. You place your hand of blessing on my head. And such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great for me to understand. And I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. If I go up to the heaven, you are there. And if I go down to the grave, you are there. 
If I ride the wings of the morning, if I dwell by the farthest oceans, even there your hand will guide me and your strength will support me. And that is just so beautiful to me, just mm, knowing beautiful. that he is mm-hmm. faithful. And that whole passage, I could go on and on and read mm-hmm. that whole thing. But that was definitely something that I turned to during that time of my life. Knowing that God loves you and there's no place you can go mm-hmm. that he's not there. Right. And he knows everything about you, even before you think it. Yes. He knows it. Isn't the that wonderful? Yeah. The yes. Like it's insane. It's <laughs> so special, so neat. And so you would encourage people to read the scriptures, to yes. read the word, yes. to Absolutely. to find the truth, to find these promises. Those are promises that right. you just read us. God yes. has promised that yes. to you, yes, to everyone. And that's how we get to know Him, because that is His word, and that mm-hmm. is breathed through Him. You know, and so right. And that's the special thing of when you're reading the word, you're like, "This is Jesus." And yes. You know, I kind of like get to picture it in my head mm-hmm. and then I have like conversations with Jesus in my head or what I think yes. he'd be saying to me just right. because I, I, I've gotten to know him and mm-hmm. it's special. I like how you say you picture him speaking that to you, You're right. to you, Sarah, Right. you know, he is saying all that to yeah. you. And so that does bring hope. Mm-hmm. Another thing um, that I want you to talk about is your experience this summer. Right. You were able to take some leaders to Summit Camp, mm-hmm. and where was that again? Um, it was in Ruidosa. Ruidosa. Oh, yeah. yes, I've been there. I have the hardest time saying that. Ruidosa. <laughs> I know it is. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about what you saw. There were other, obviously, right. other leaders there mm-hmm. from other parts of, of the country. Tell me what you, as a leader going there with your students, saw. Right. What, did, what, what did you see? Did you see hope? Right. Yes, of course. So um, we went with the youth group. Um, mm-hmm. Our youth pastors took us and then leaders in the church. And we're all leaders. You know, we're mm-hmm. all called We all leaders. are, yes. And, and disciples. So, right. Mm-hmm. And so that's what this program is. Course for Life is a discipleship program that we do throughout the semester. Mm-hmm. And so when you get there, it's like drinking out of a fire hydrant, I'd say. Oh, um, yeah, gosh. It is, it is intense, but it is the most beautiful way of intense. It is uh-huh. special. You meet people from, like, like you said, different parts of you know the country. Um, some are super close, so it's kind of in Texas. But um, you get to get to know them, be vulnerable. And mm-hmm. that's the one thing you learn is you get vulnerable real quick. You, mm-hmm. you open up, you tell your story because it's beautiful. And that's it's not a scary thing. It's And that's another thing we learned about this past summit we had a session on was your story. This is your story. And it's it's your song. You know, the, the song where this is our story, mm-hmm. this is our song. Um, it's special because God, he chose you to walk on this world and he gave you purpose. And that's, it's a beautiful thing we get to share. And so um, this year was about going out and being basically a missionary, you know, mm-hmm. and going out and being Jesus everywhere we go. yes everywhere and so we got yeah. to minister to um just people on the streets and get to pray with them and talk to them and get to know them i guess you'd say and so um there's one one of the stories was you know there was this lady um and her child and we went over there and i just you know we'd ask you know like hey is there any way we can pray for you and just seeing the the hope that she's like that sprung out of her eyes just knowing that there was someone seeing her and looking looking at her and just knowing that she mm-hmm. is a person and that mm-hmm. she needs help and that we can pray for her and that we're there for her it was beautiful just like seeing how jesus kind of just lit up in her um she was going through some things um, some personal things and we got to just see how she opened up in that and how we can open up 
and be intentional in our relationship with Jesus to see those people and go out in the world because we're all called to go out and share his word and share his love. And so um, we live in a broken world. And so being Jesus is the best thing we can do in mm-hmm. showing his love through us. And so we got to see hope in that way. Oh, was, I was going to say, yeah. what hope? Mm-hmm. I bet she left just thinking, wow, someone cares. Mm-hmm, right. You know, I have found that prayer opens a door right. that can't be opened really any other ways. When you go to someone, especially a stranger, or someone that's in need right then, and you pray with them. Right. Mm-hmm. It's it's a it can feel vulnerable and but in a good way like it's yeah. like all the walls are down and yes. Jesus is there. I think that's why yes. because when you pray with someone, Jesus He's is there. right there. He meets us. He meets you right there, and it's just one of those experiences. I've had people where we both are after we pray, we're crying. Mm-hmm. We have tears in our yes. eyes, or we just hug each other and don't want to let go. And I bet you that is oh, yeah. the experience that you saw when yes. you went and. And met with people and prayed. And what do you say to someone that is like, well, I'm scared to pray. I don't feel comfortable praying with other people because you said you used to be that way. Right. I used to be that right. way. So what advice do you give them? Just do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, and, that's, and it's easier said than done, I know. Uh-huh. But just do it. Yes. Because like you were saying, God will meet you where you are. Mm-hmm. And he will give you the words. When you fully surrender to him and just tell him, God, this is in your hands. Before you go to pray for someone, just you pray first to you know just right. like Jesus give, give me the words, words to say give me right. the words when i don't know what to say and i don't know what they're going through mm-hmm. but give me those words and he does he does yeah. and i think a lot of it is the really it's the act of praying people don't even remember necessarily the words that you pray i mean not that they don't remember but, but I, we get so caught up in oh well, i may not say the right words i may sound uh uh-uh. uh right it's it's just letting jesus flow Right, mm-hmm. flow through you and in you, and just do it. Like you said, I love that. Yeah. Just do it. Get out of your comfort zone. You know, I used to be afraid to pray as well. Mm-hmm. That was one of my yeah. biggest fears. And you know, I think it, I was caught up in, well, I don't know the right words to say. I don't have the eloquence of the words. That's not what's important. There's no right way right. to pray. You're talking to Jesus. Yes, right. And He's it's your heart. It's what's mm-hmm. in your heart, like you've said. And so I love that. I love that you've been able to see that. Were the uh, students receptive to going out there and oh, doing that? Oh, for sure. That? And that's that's a big part of when you're doing this course throughout the semester. It is preparing you for this moment. But when oh. you think you're prepared, you're not prepared. Yeah. Because you think you know what he's going to tell you to do, and then you're like, no, mm-hmm. I don't know what you're mm-hmm. going to But I'm here. I'm here for it. Right. And, and so we kind of get our hearts ready. And it, it does push you out of your comfort zone, for sure. Mm-hmm. But we're called to live in the uncomfortable. Like, right. I like to say, like, it's the I'm uncomfortable, but comfortable. You yeah, know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. I'm, I love where I'm at because I'm uncomfortable knowing Jesus is going to get me. Like, I know he's, that's what I'm comfortable in, I guess you could mm-hmm. say. Is he's got me. He's always here. So. And he does always yeah. have you, always. Mm-hmm. Well, so you live here in this area now. And what are your hopes? Like, what are your aspirations for the future? I know you're one of those. You're just going to listen to the Spirit, what right. God tells you. But but do you hope to be a worship leader continually or do you want to lead youth or what what do you think are you going into ministry like to be a pastor or what are you right um that's a really good question because in this season of my life I guess I'm kind of just waiting on Jesus I'm waiting on God to kind of just tell me um because I thought I had plans and every time I do it's kind of like "Mm, here you go (laughs) I'm switching you over throw me for a Mm curveball and so 
Um, I do want to do ministry. I love youth ministry. I love worship ministry. And in ways that those will come together, I'm not sure yet. Um, I'm kind of just looking at that, seeing what God's going to do. But I'm trusting in Him and knowing mm-hmm. that He's got it. But I just, I want to, throughout this year, like, I want to see, like, in our town especially. Like, I love the saying, like, until the, I guess until the city knows His name, but I guess we're a town. So until the town knows His name mm-hmm. and just making heaven crowded. Um, is something my friend used to always say. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Um, my friend, just make heaven crowded. And that's what we're called to do is oh. we want to see the people in mm-hmm. our town in heaven as well. And so just building those relationships, building those friendships to know that I've got mm-hmm. Jesus in me and I want you to have him too. And so that's a special thing of what I, I want to see happen. Oh, Sarah, that is beautiful. And so for someone listening right now who may not know this Jesus mm-hmm. that you know, what would be your biggest ad, like advice or just request of them right now? Right. Just how do you find Jesus? Yeah. He is the best friend that you could ever have and the dearest father. And I would just say, just pray. And when you feel like no one's listening, when you feel like you're just talking to air, know that he is there and he is faithful and he is true. Mm-hmm. And... It feels lonely sometimes, and I'm sure there's moments in our life where we all get kind of alone and we feel like there's nobody, but we can always trust that He is there and He is mm-hmm. faithful. And just look at the small things in your life, the small details that you kind of pass over, and just know that, well, He got me there, and He got me through that, and He was there on my way to work this morning. He was on my way to the store. He was there in my friend. And there's just ways that you can look for Jesus. Look for Jesus in the in the unseen and the unknown, and just look for Him, and you'll see Him. And oh, it's yes. Cool. You'll see Him in ways that you don't, when you just mm-hmm. finally kind of zoom in on who He is. I love that in the little things. So tell us, do you have a story about when you saw Jesus right. and little things are unexpected. I yeah. know you do. Yeah. So, um, like I said, growing up was hard. And so I wanted God to do this big thing. I wanted to answer the big thing. Like, right. You know, oh, there's this prayer like, God, come on, where are you at? You know, yeah. but I was like, I was in a closet. So actually, um, my, 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 you know, we have a spot, I guess. A prayer, prayer. closet yeah. or an area where yeah. you go. Yeah. I and love so that. That was yes. my closet, my upstairs closet at my house. Mm-hmm. And that's where I went. Just locked the door completely dark. And there are so many times where I'm just like banging on the ground. I'm like, God, where are you? Or writing my journal. God, I don't hear your voice. Where are you? Um, and so many prayers in that closet. But there's one night where I was, I broke down and I felt very alone and in a very dark very very dark spot in my life and um I was just like I don't see you I do not see you I don't feel you I don't I don't understand and I just felt God say I'm right here I'm right here Mm -hmm. and he just brought me through just like that even just that day of like I was here I was here when you woke up this morning. I was here um, when you you ate your breakfast this morning. And I was here when you thought you were by yourself, but no, I saw what you did. I saw what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And I was here during that conversation. Mm -hmm. And when you talked to your mentor, I was here. I was speaking through her. And there was just times where, like, I looked past that. But it was like that road of just knowing that he's got me and he just carried me through that. It was, it was almost like, you know, like a dream almost of yes, like, yes. okay, Jesus, I see what you're doing here, you know? And so it was just, it was special. Just when you break down, just know that he's got you. 
That is beautiful. And so your life changed after that moment right. there in that closet. And mm-hmm. probably one of the darkest times mm-hmm. of your right. of your life, you yeah. said, just calling out to him, but he showed you. Yeah. And I don't have it perfect, and I definitely still struggle, and I get overwhelmed. I think we all do. Mm-hmm. But it's just what do you do with those feelings? Right. What do you do when you feel like the world's caving in and you're falling in a mm-hmm. hole? Do you turn to Jesus? Right. Because if you do, you will find hope. Exactly. There you go. He keeps hope alive. He is our living hope, our anchor of hope. Mm -hmm. Just anchor yourself to Him. Yes, Right. for sure. Well, I'm so glad that you were able to come today. And wow, you are just so wise for your young (laughs) years. And I just love hearing how you expressed your love for Jesus and your calling and what you hope to do and what you are doing. And Mm -hmm. He's going to do so much through you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you for being a disciple and, and helping Thank people you. like you do. So, you. would you close us in prayer? Yes, I will. Thank you. All right. God, thank you just so much for everything that you've done and just this conversation that we got to have about who you are and how good you are. God, you are so faithful and you're so worthy of our praise. And God, I just pray that we never get tired of telling you that you're worthy and that you're good. And that we can look back on the small details of our lives, Lord, and the small areas, God, just knowing that you showed up and that you were there. And I pray for everyone listening, God, that they will just feel your arms just wrapped around them. Feeling that you're, you are just so, 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 so amazing and powerful. And God, we just thank you for this day. And we just thank you for the hope that is in our world because of you. And that we will just carry that throughout our lives, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you for listening to Real Life, Real People Radio. If you would like to hear more episodes, simply search Real Life, Real People Radio on Apple, Google, and Podbean Podcasts. And remember, every day will be a good day when you get real with God. Real Life, Real People Radio, copyrighted 2022. All rights reserved. Turn.